You're listening to 30 Below with Allie and Rick. I'm Allie. And I'm Rick. And this week, we watched uh, one of our favorite movies that we watch basically every year since we (laughs) discovered it. Uh, And to better get in depth on it, we brought in a special guest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. We brought in Kit. Introduce yourself to our lovely listeners. Hi, I'm Kit Hyam. My pronouns are he, him. And I think I was I was chosen for a very important reason. Yes, uh, you, you absolutely were um, because we so, needed some comedy writers on this show. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that part. Uh huh. <laughs> right. Um. So this movie has three different names. Yes. Switchmas, All I Want Is Christmas, and Ira Finkelstein's Christmas. Yes, uh, we first saw it as Switchmas, so that's what we refer to it as. Yes. It was first released as Ira Finkelstein's Christmas, and it is now only available as All I Want is Christmas. Yes. Um, so it has a 44% audience review, or audience um, rating. rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but that is only of one reviewer. Otherwise... It is not, um, like, there's no critic review yep. or anything. No one's seen this movie. Yep. And some no might say that's for it. the best. Yep. I would say <laughs> that I think that Switchmas is for everyone. Oh, God. <laughs> if there's um, one thing I learned from this movie. Right, yeah. Um, so the logline is a Christmas-obsessed Jewish boy on his way to sunny Florida figures out how to get the Christmas of his dreams by trading airline tickets and places with another boy on his way to snowy Christmastown, Washington. Yes. That's so a very okay, long what, log line. What was your first big takeaway from this movie? So I have to admit, I don't know if it was just me wanting to go in as an improviser or if I just don't do my homework. I think it's the latter. But I had no idea what this movie was about. I didn't look at the <laughs> log line. And as I'm watching it, like five minutes, like five seconds in, I see like a guy talking on his phone and he's very irate with glasses. And there's a kid like tying things up to a tree and he happens to have a big nose. And I was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, Rick Rick was talking about it to you on your Facebook wall, right? I believe so at some point. But yeah, it's uh, but it's yeah. You know what? I have the most ADHD that exists. No, that's <laughs> you have what this movie refers to as the attention deficit. The attention, the attention deficit. deficit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I appreciated that one as someone who also has ADHD. Yeah, there are a few ableist lines as well as the big thing that we'll probably get to here. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> so yes, the big thing with this movie is that. Uh, I guess it's basically minstrelly of Judaism. Uh-huh. Uh, Allie actually made sure to have a tally going of every time they said something Yiddish. I did. Yeah, no, yes. I mentioned that too. It was like every time a Jewish person was on screen, except for Ira, every five, every five seconds they had to like say something inaccessible Yiddish. You know, nothing yes. like interesting, like the word I found out today that means like, you know, Screw Christmas, essentially. But it has to be be the one that we all know of, like, schlep or shtick or... And, of course, they Mm -hmm. had to reference Woody Allen at the end. Yeah. I don't know when this was made. I don't know when this was made, but... uh, Uh, 2011-ish. I think... 
Uh, okay. I thought 2014. Yeah. But it's... I could be, yeah. But the even lo- so, those allegations have oh, been around. Yeah, no, yeah they've been around for a long time. They were just time. brought up recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. no, they had no they had no excuse. 2012. Um, okay. Well, a lot went wrong that year. So. Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, there is no excuse for bringing up Woody Allen. Yeah. yeah. And on top of the Yiddish, they constantly have, I guess it's klezmer music. Yeah, I do. No, I was yep. pissed mm-hmm. off. Like every time, it was like da 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 da. Um, and they had to choose the creepiest Jewish Santa I've ever seen. Like, of course, the Jewish Santa, the Jewish Santa, the only Jewish Santa I've ever seen. He has to be freaking creepy. He's like, he's, like no skin light, sunlight has ever touched this man. And no, like that, he was very pale, and, and he, he had his own beard instead of. So he must look yeah. like Santa year round. So I don't know if you guys know uh, yeah. that, but that's a super stereotype is that we're creepy and like pale and like, you know, basically they, they depict us as like kind of rat like creatures in some things, you know? Mm. And yes, so it's often. just, there was a lot of, oh God, no. Um, <laughs> the first thing I, I wanted, the first joke I wrote down, which is like mm-hmm. kind of what made, made me continue was, um, gosh, if, if the Goyam think we're controlling the media, which one of us let this happen? <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta say, from a uh, from a Gentile perspective, someone I have 16 years of Catholic schooling in me, so the religious side of Christianity and Christmas is a very big part of my upbringing. This movie is terrible on that front too. Yeah, it takes them until like an hour and twenty before they say Jesus, mm-hmm. and. Everything that Ira seems to want from Christmas, like he's constantly like, ah, I want to celebrate Christmas, but what he really wants is just winter. Right, exactly. Yeah. He wants winter and he wants lights and sparkles. He just wants to make a snow snow. angel and go sledding. It's like, dude, wait until you're going to NYU. We all know you're going to go to NYU based on this space. (laughs) So, you know, get plenty of snow there. Um, Um, Okay, so. We open with this uh, pop-up book sequence. Yes, and um, they digitally changed the title three they times. Did. They did. They digitally changed the title three times because they had to keep re-releasing it to garner any sort of interest. Because yep. well, no one wants to watch a Christmas movie with the name Finkelstein in it, I guess. <laughs> no. And that's the thing. The first release, I'm pretty sure that they call it Ira Finkelstein's Christmas, and they yeah. gave him the most stereotypically Jewish name they could think of Mm -hmm. just so that the title itself becomes a joke of like, this guy's celebrating Christmas. I guess we weren't popular that year. (laughs) (laughs) It it Uh, comes and goes. It comes and goes after the um, Rugrats Christmas uh, Hanukkah special. Like we kind of went up in liking for a little bit there, but then we just kind of like dropped off the edge. That's (laughs) still, honestly, I think most people's, knowledge of Hanukkah comes from that specific episode. It's a pretty good episode. Like, Jews really like that episode. And, um, I guess because a lot of the writers are Jewish and, and like, the grandpas, mm. yeah, we still hear the Yiddish whenever we see the mom side of the family come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess we find it more acceptable because that is a very well-written story of the Maccabees and no one knows that it's a hardcore story, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, so what's Something that was on my mind immediately was that, so you guys saw my post on Facebook today that was kind of celebrating um, Elf. I, I, what, I'm yeah. what I call a yeah. Christmas Jew um, <laughs> in that like I, I didn't grow up celebrating much of anything. My parents were atheists and a whole lot of other things that I don't need mm-hmm. to go into. But um, it wasn't until I got to college that I started to get like really into it. 
and mm-hmm. like kind of learn more about my heritage and I celebrated all of the I went to college in Brooklyn so that's the that's more popular than Israel for Jews to live in um mm-hmm. yeah but um so I don't know if you guys saw this, but I was like celebrating Christmas and there was another Jewish person that's a friend of mine, I think mutual friends, who said something about like, um, yeah, no, because we're, we're controlling the media. So that's, you know, that's what we give them. Um, but I don't <laughs> know if you saw the last comment was by someone. Um, I, I think she's Orthodox. Um, she's also in Brooklyn and a uh, Jewish person in Brooklyn. And so her comment, I, I didn't comment on it. It was essentially like, no, we are forced into the roles of assimilation, our names have been changed. Um, everything is taken away from us. That's that's why we have to write Christmas stuff. Is that's what sells here? We had no choice but to assimilate into the culture. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was kind of like, "Yeah, that's kind of going somewhere." Like, I'm pretty sure the writers of White Christmas actually loved Christmas and all that. But then I started watching this, and I'm like, "Oh, she has a point." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the writer of Rudolph. That was just to sell some stuff for Sears, but... I, I mean, mean, insert Jewish up, joke up, there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was literally Sears Roebuck invented Rudolph. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a separate thing for this. I mean, I I can definitely see that. I mean, obviously, I am also a Gentile. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why it wouldn't be you know, related to assimilation. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, I would definitely understand that. If there's one thing that American media is good at, it is taking marginalized uh, groups of people and then removing everything that is them and turning yeah, it white. Absolutely. Well, at the least entirety the, of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. At least in this movie, I wasn't alone in being a minority that was like, what the heck did? Um, so the only black person I noticed... Um, very light-skinned black person celebrates kwanzaa which yes <laughs> yep like mm-hmm. i don't know a single like i have black friends um you know not to just throw that in there but like uh, I, none of them celebrate kwanzaa no one like it's it's mm-hmm. a joke essentially <laughs> so um, i celebrated kwanzaa once uh because i was temporary i was a temp worker at a charter school in north minneapolis that was like 95 percent uh black Mm-hmm. And they, instead of doing Christmas, they did a Kwanzaa celebration. So I was invited to join in on the school's Kwanzaa festivities. And Kwanzaa's awesome. Yeah, no, don't get <laughs> me wrong. Kwanzaa's amazing. It, it should be yeah, celebrated. Yeah, but also it's like the one black person who has a speaking role. There is one of the um, child actors at the end, mm. Uh, mm. I think, was black. But yes, the you think? only named our speaking person uh i don't recall precisely yeah uh, yeah but moving more uh, into the movie um there mm-hmm. was you know obviously there there was some fantastic acting the third child um definitely stood out among all the actors and i thought that he was going to be the best actor but then i met the dog what karate <laughs> don is that who you're talking about the karate don kid or... yeah 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 i just called him okay. the third kid <laughs> Because yeah. I'm a third kid, too. We tend to be the weirdest. So. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, yep, the dog he's... definitely like loved being a killer dog with a wagging tail. Did. <laughs> the, thing about, the thing about dogs, like, it, it perfectly lays out, like, why it is, 
why you you should be respectful of boundaries around dogs because at first Ira is like terrified of dogs because one bit him Mm -hmm. three years ago and he got stitches and like yeah I would be afraid of dogs too and then he just learns that you know you have to you have to be assertive with them and like you and that just means telling them to sit and stay (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i mean not all dogs know how to sit and stay especially i feel like if they're attack dogs yeah like which like killer seemed to be you know trained to be an attack dog you know Um, but the but the bully has one of the best arcs so like yeah like the movie about jack is a far more interesting, it's, like Oscar Beatty drama. Yeah, they just sprinkled in the child abuse. One hundred percent. Yeah. Point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to, I have to give it to that kid. Like he memorized the the play. Like what in the same day? So I could, I could see him killing, like t- teaching his the killer dog to you know also b- obey tricks really well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. All right, so we start up this movie with uh, one of our favorite things, which is a Christmas song that doesn't exist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just this fake Elvisy yeah, singer it's... singing about Christmas in Malibu. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a song that nobody's ever heard before. Um, and Ira's dragging in a bush to or a mm-hmm. shrub, a shrub to turn into <laughs> his own Christmas tree. Yeah, he wraps it with tin foil and puts a planet on top. Apparently. And later on, his dad, like, mocks the idea that his child is a natural athlete. But this kid did some landscaping, like... Right? That's true! (laughs) This is not light work to uproot a bush and drag it inside. Yeah, that that is very, very true. But we learn that Finkelsteins don't celebrate, or don't have Christmas trees, and we know why. They never bothered to say, because we're Jewish, they just say... We're Finkelsteins. We don't celebrate <laughs> that, Christmas. That was when I was prepared. I strapped in my seatbelt to be like, oh, here we go. Um, was yeah. that the, the dad is obviously a movie producer, which is a stereotypical Jewish profession, again. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And also that he'd be so irate that his kid wanted to celebrate um, Christmas. Like, I do know some highly orthodox Jews who are pissed, you know, that Hanukkah and Christmas hold hands. Also because it's not a very big holiday. Um and it's kind of upped up to be our Christmas. But yeah. it it's the idea that the dad um both screamed at his son for liking Christmas and then hypocritically went out to like go direct like it was supposed to be a Christmas. Direct a Christmas oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again and he Christmas doesn't think <laughs> he's not upset at his child for celebrating Christmas. He's upset at his child for celebrating the, the Christmas. Christmas. The Christmas. I, yep. I didn't miss mm-hmm. I missed the part. Every every time he mentions his dad mentions Christmas, it's always the Christmas. It's and never it's just Christmas. Legendary actor Dom DeLuise's son, uh David DeLuise. Mm. Um and he just he has this acting tick where he keeps fidgeting with his glasses and it was very distracting to me. <laughs> like basically I thought that was just part of the character because all the Jews were fiddling with their glasses. So, Oh, I mean, who knows? Really yeah. I mean, point. I think that it's because the actor, uh, David DeLuise, yeah, he doesn't wear glasses. So it was just a thing that was on his face that he was fidgeting with. He was just like uncomfortable with the fact that his character was wearing glasses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was looking fine in that V-neck, though, like, throughout the whole thing. Oh. Just, like, sporting it like heck. Yes. Yeah. I loved yeah. the wild 
patterns that he decided to wear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just so many bright colors mm-hmm. for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learn that Jennifer Cameo oh, is God. coming. Uh, to, of desperate Jane fame. She wants yeah. to throw a Christmas party. Uh, and we're going to use this, the mom's job as a party planner, as an mm-hmm. opportunity mm-hmm. to try and sell her on being in this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie that is terrible. It's awful. It's an awful movie. I I mean, it. it's called The Reindeer from Planet Nine. So, you know, it's... It's meant to be bad because it's clearly a Planet Nine from outer space sort of thing. Right, yeah, which is like campy, you know, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's very very bad, um, but also for someone who wants to appear like successful and professional, like they have like a celebration with like a conga line over the fact that they're going to make a movie, which is something that supposedly both of them do. All the time. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they did it without having an agent there. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any contracts on yep. it. They no. just have an oral agreement that yep. she's going to be in this movie she yep. just heard of without reading a script. Yep. And they have the excitement of, like, a, an actor and director's first student film together. <laughs> like, they're so excited to be making a movie. Um, Which, which you I- know... it. It was that part was kind of convoluted because I was like, "Wait, isn't the mom a party planner? Planner? What is she doing on set?" Um, but you know, also like, wait, sorry, I, I missed the point. I was going to no, make. it's oh, all good. Oh, 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 it was. It's that like, w- is that movie supposed to be released for this Christmas? Because that's kind of late planning. Yeah, you know, it's very like, late planning. Are they going to edit it in two days? Mm-hmm. Or are they like, you know, set on shooting this over Christmas? And then releasing it in a year, which you could do that in February. You could do that in January. You could do that. Most of these films are made in like March and April. And they just do fake snow. To be be fair, though, Cats was supposed to be released on Christmas Day. And I I think they got started way too late in the year for the thing that they made, (laughs) that they were trying to do. Because they had to like rush through the shoes and all of that. So like maybe he has the right point, you know, just to start a a year in advance so that you don't have Cats at least. (laughs) And... Oh man, the the premise is that he wants to get this movie off the ground that he's been trying to get made, mm-hmm. and they've got everything set up apparently except for the lead, and yeah, they, I, are, they 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 have, planned uh, on shooting over Christmas, mm-hmm. and he's clearly a like low rent producer, yeah, and apparently his cheapest option is to pay non-union workers holiday pay or something yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of that. no you like he keeps talking about how that's why they send ira off to go with his parents because they're like well we're gonna be filming we have to get this done we can't lose the days mm-hmm. that's why we can't take you to aspen mm-hmm. and you don't film over christmas no one's gonna want to no, do it no, why You're would you film over them christmas? extra mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's a terrible plan to be fair, yeah. like if those actors aren't union, then they probably don't know that they have to be paid extra, and he might be, you know, banking on that. That that's true. I yeah. feel like I'll uh, save that for when we're on that <laughs> scene. 
Um, Ira had his heart set on going to Aspen over Christmas, but then he was told by his father that they can't because he's shooting this film over Christmas. So he practices his violin angrily. <laughs> Playing a certain song that we find out at the at the towards towards the end. Not at the very end, but but like towards the end. Yeah, towards the end. Um Yeah, we are yeah. at the airport. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he is going to Florida to visit his grandparents over Christmas. Mm-hmm. And he's an unaccompanied minor and he's on his flight to Chicago mm-hmm. for his layover, which that seems like a terrible place to get a layover, honestly. Everyone knows you layover in Atlanta. Come on. Yeah. If you're going like, from California, California to Florida, to, why would you yeah. go all the way north to Chicago? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like any layover is kind of weird, you know. Like I, I have, I've mm-hmm. had to be in Georgia, flying home from Minnesota, flying from New York to Minnesota, which you think would be more of a direct thing. Yeah. Yeah, but so. Delta, everything Delta, goes through exactly, Atlanta. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because we're Delta Airlines, and life is a nightmare. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and we get every time I watch this movie, I forget it's coming, and then I'm so happy when it happens. We have a dream sequence. Oh my god. <laughs> I always um, like I, I Taiwanese those. animation, they do such so a good weird. job of like having two, and then you think it's going to be a pattern, and then they just take it away from you. Like yeah, like yeah. it happens twice, and then we get the song to reprise. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's so weird. It's just a bunch of terribly animated uh, <laughs> Christmas tropes of a talking snowman yep. and elves. It's kind of in the style of like the, the animated Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But yeah, done in really bad CGI. Yeah. yeah. Looks like they made it yep. like in a Skyrim mod or something. <laughs> and we've just watched Elf, which is a really beautiful nod. To, the, oh. to Rudolph and all that, yeah, yeah. they, they mm-hmm. worked really hard on that set. But mm-hmm. I know that's a that's a different film about a Jewish man who you know wrote a really cute, cool Christmas movie. <laughs> that's a um, that's a good film. That's yeah. a movie yeah. <laughs> that had a comma in its budget. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and this song is like literally singing this kid's name like uh, yeah the iris song is Ira, Ira. Yeah. <laughs> he's letting yeah. them, i thought that was pretty uh creepy more than anything it's just that yeah. like the gods yeah, seem to know his weird, name it's weird isn't it so it's they, very weird the they stop for their layover in chicago mm-hmm. and he says something along the lines of who wants to be stuck in or the um he wants to go play in the snow and he's mm-hmm. not allowed to and the hotel or the airport secure uh, staff is like, well, no one wants to be stuck in Chicago on Christmas. Trust me. And I couldn't help but think, isn't one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time about yeah. a child stuck in Chicago? <laughs> it's like rude. <laughs> and then we meet the, I guess the second hand in this two hander of a switch miss. Yeah, barely, barely switched more on Ira, you know. Mm-hmm. That was more yeah. of a yeah. plot than a switch. Yeah. yeah, Mikey. We meet Mikey uh, mm-hmm. and his mom, and Mikey's upset that his mom hasn't gotten the heater fixed. Which, like, mm-hmm. I get it. It sucks, but also you're poor. You don't say that to your mom. No. Mm-hmm. Like she knows better than you how much she needs to get that heater fixed. Yeah, <laughs> and she has a boyfriend too. He doesn't yes. seem too happy about the mm-hmm. boyfriend. Yep. Rob. Rod. 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 
Rod. Okay. Rod sucks, apparently. And we never see Rod, Rod again, sucks. right? We never see him we at all. We never see Rod. He's he really did suck, here. so. <laughs> he doesn't fly out to see the play. We know that. He does not. Come on, no. Rod. So it can't be that serious if he's not flying with the mom. And I guess mm. she has to send her son away because she's working on Christmas. Yeah. And this makes more sense to spend all this money on an airline ticket. Right. Instead of to fly him to Washington than to just be like, here's 20 bucks, order a pizza. Yeah. 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 No, that was like what my Christmases were like, so. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Sorry. Bad joke. No, that's, no, that's, yeah. a, that's okay. I mean, <laughs> I first took care of myself. Like, I stayed home alone for the first time when I was like five. Yeah, I oh mean, my God, Rick- me too. Rick drove a skid loader when he was five. So. Yes, I was allowed to operate heavy machinery by myself <laughs> at five. I wonder if our parents were friends. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, these kids have a conversation where Mikey doesn't want to be, doesn't want to go to Christmas Town, Washington, um, and Ira doesn't want to go to Florida. Um, for Christmas. Which is the plot line from Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Ooh. Oh, didn't catch it. They did a lot of homages, though. Yeah. So, you know, that wasn't the only one. (laughs) And they're both children who have a similar haircut. Um, They both have (laughs) vaguely auburnish hair. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And and they're they're approximately the same height. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they're like, why don't we just switch places and I will go to Florida, and you can go to Christmas Town. So yeah, and while they're sitting there waiting for their planes, uh, Mikey is asking Ira about himself, and he learns that Ira has two parents who love him, mm-hmm. who both have good jobs, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of money, it seems. Because of course and they do. Yes. Even though his dad is is a terrible yes, director. Yes, he's bad at his job. <laughs> he's so bad at his job. But they seem to ha- be fairly well off. Yeah. And Mikey's right in that, yeah, your life's pretty okay. All you want to do is see snow. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we have to focus on, no, you can go on vacation to Florida if you just do this thing for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he, um, Ira says his name, he's like, I'm Ira Finkelstein, and Mikey responds, Finkelstein? That's funny. Which, oh, no. <laughs> oh, great. And if I know anything from Fiddler on the Roof, there are Jewish people in Chicago. Like, so, he's met yeah. them before. <laughs> uh, yeah, the kids look nothing alike, apart from having the same haircut, being roughly the same age, and roughly the same height. Yep, and they swap mm-hmm. jackets and they hats and everything They swap jackets, fool everybody. Um, and, they... yeah, so then we get to Mikey landing in Florida. And he's mm-hmm. been told to be on the lookout for his grandparents, mm-hmm. and that he'll tell them because his grandmother will have food. And yep. then we learned that all of the Jewish grandmothers yeah, no, so that's, have food. That's one of the that was the first authentic joke I wrote down of like, okay, so maybe someone <laughs> maybe someone does know Judaism because like there's always like always have a nosh, you know, like prepared. <laughs> and then, so there was maybe a Jewish dramaturg. Maybe like a like a consultant. 
I don't like, know. Or yeah. they just ask the grandpa the whole th- everything. <laughs> they met someone who had seen every episode of Seinfeld twice. Yeah, that's, you know, that kind of counts. That's like second tier Judaism. Um, and we, yeah. uh, to drive home the fact that his grandfather is Jewish, it's played by Elliot Gould, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. possibly the sexiest chosen to ever be in mass media. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of Elliot Gould in the 60s. I have but. not. I'm going to look that so, yeah, up I right need now. To, I need to Google that for, you know, my crush folder. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot Gould. Yeah, young Elliot Gould. Young. He, like, his eyebrows were still Ooh, were pretty okay. thick. All right. But He's got like, a bit of, bit of a smolder. Yeah, his match yeah. uh, era, yeah. Elliot Gould, like 70s. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. I get he's got it. nothing on. He's got nothing on Saul from Grace and Frankie, who like is <laughs> like ageless, like mm. just a gorgeous older Jewish man. But um, I do like that Ira then lands right in yeah. Santa Land, mm-hmm. and so they've got a mother about to have a nervous breakdown and an alcoholic father <laughs> introduced right yep. away. Yep. Yep. Like, oh God, what have I come into? Like this is the worst wasp situation you can arrive in. <laughs> Where's Uncle Walt at the airport bar, of course? As usual, where <laughs> else? Hey, Mikey! Uh, yeah. Which, I loved that actor. He's given this the exact right mm-hmm. energy. He is. Like, what's more waspy than, like, when all the the mom, the family member, like, just grinning in terror, you know, through this, uh, like, one of their loved one's addictions. Yeah, she always <laughs> looks like she's smiling through her tears. Yep. Like, that is her entire like emotional like where she's at the entire movie mm-hmm. is she's about to cry but she's gonna smile through it and we also meet two of the three children yep. uh, jessica and kyle jessica is a ginger emo mm-hmm. she is an avril lavigne wannabe and, uh, and she's not good at it kyle <laughs> is all about karate don oh and- kyle that's his name i just mm-hmm. wrote karate don yeah you might as well he has no other personality traits outside of he loves, he loves karate, karate don, don which honestly pretty accurate for eight-year-old boys <laughs> right? just be like karate don is my life and i will yeah. always be yeah. about karate don well it was dinosaurs yeah. for you right uh yeah it was dinosaurs and power rangers but oh, i and mean power rangers. season mm-hmm. one through three of power rangers was them in dinosaur zords so like uh, you know, it's okay. a crossover for you yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm not still bitter that my parents never got me that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not upset that they decided that I could get the white falcon zord and my brother would get the actual uh, ninja megazord that went with it. And didn't that we had some like trauma there. Didn't they like break it or something like that? I or? mean, we may have gone to see Toy Story, and then when we got home, he kept grabbing my toy and saying to infinity and beyond and throwing my toy. And after the fourth time, the head came off okay, and it was yes. never fixed again. Yes, I you know, knew. That may I have knew happened. I had heard this story multiple times. If I times. think back real hard, <laughs> I might be able to dredge. Yeah, that that happened. <laughs> That's real childhood trauma there. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's called being the youngest, right? No, same. Um, and then I thought the second Jewish thing that happened, you know, mm-hmm. when he's like he's going through the part, he's seeing all the snow, it's lovely and all that, but he gets in the snow and he starts doing a show tune to yes. "Snow Glorious Snow," you know? Yes, like, yeah, food glorious food from all yep. over. Because mm-hmm. we all know we've written the the musicals; it can't happen without us, essentially. No. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's like okay, there's two Jewish things that have happened in this movie. 
so Walt is all about making the snow angels. He is like, yeah, let's He's make like, snow yeah, angels. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and the mom is like, Walt, I've got five bags to carry. Mm-hmm. Like, help out. And then we yep. meet the third daughter, who apparently she got to stay home alone mm-hmm. while the others had to go yep. to the airport. Yep. Even though Jessica would not have wanted to go. Absolutely not. No. She would have mm-hmm. been like made some she would have been like quip. talking to her boyfriend yep. spike on the phone and of course his something. name is spike of course she has a boyfriend oh named absolutely spike. Like. yes it is perfect mm-hmm. um yeah also their house is huge mm-hmm. their house yes. is absolutely gigantic we have no idea what the mom does right but we don't she apparently is a stay-at-home mom yeah. Or something? Yeah. And then the the dad is unemployed. Walt is unemployed. Mm-hmm. And uh, they live in what I can only describe as like a five-bedroom cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like lodge. It's huge. It's like that wood paneling mm-hmm. inside that you would get from a ski lodge type yeah. place. Yep. And yeah, they all have their own bedroom. Mm-hmm. And they have a spare bedroom mm-hmm. for this visiting cousin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a tree that's like... 15 feet tall yeah and has way too much tinsel on it oh yeah like they she put way too much stuff on that tree well i mean they don't have pets so they don't have to Mm. worry about that it's true um also i I feel like they don't have taste either uh, no 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 and Um, you know maybe the real estate in santa land is like super cheap you never know Maybe. You know, and like that's how they're able to get that. So, yes, they live in Christmas Town. Christmas Town, sorry, not Santa Land. Which we can also say Santa Land. It's (laughs) the same thing, basically. Uh, Christmas Town technically exists. It's a, um, it is actually Leavenworth, Washington, Mm -hmm. that just, they they call call themselves Santa Town or Christmas Town. (laughs) See, now you're getting it all mixed up. (laughs) You gotta get the tourists some way, you know? <laughs> yeah, and so they're like, yeah, we're the Christmas city. Despite mm-hmm. the fact that, as we learned last week, that might be illegal in the U.S. It's not. It's a federal holiday. Oh, that's right. We're, of course. That's, that's a, Listen to our episode a nod on Last Ounce of our, Courage. Yeah, that's a nod to Last Ounce of Courage. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I feel like Ira adjusted to cold weather way too quickly. Yeah. Like, if I, like, everyone I've met who is from, like, California or Arizona or whatever, and they come here, and they've been here for, like, a week, I'm like, how's how's it going? How do you like Minnesota? And they're like, it's freezing. Yeah. So and it's I like, don't... it's October. It's 40 degrees. Yeah, exactly. And Ira just, like, jumps into the snow, starts making snow angels. Like, that is too cold for you. you to be you... fair, though, Minnesota is a godless country of, like, it's half tundra. You know, so that's like it's true. So so when I was in New York, I had a lot of friends from like L.A. and Texas and we had mm-hmm. like the most beautiful snows 2009 um, in Brooklyn. And like they were all just like their like faces pressed against the windows in awe. It was really cute. And mm-hmm. they wanted nothing more to be in the snow. They wanted to do sm- snow fights and snow angels and all that. And it's just it's it's beautiful without the like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose my nose. Level okay. of Minnesota. Yeah. OK, so. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm probably biased having grown up in the Midwest. Um, yeah. And because um, I think it's terrible and the air hurts my face all the time. <laughs> but there's no spiders. That's the trade off. There's no what? There's yeah. no spiders. There's There are spiders, but there's no scorpions. We've got wolf spiders out here, so. <laughs> 
And <clears throat> Jessica says that she's off to go meet Spike, and mm-hmm. there's of course she is. something about, oh, we're gonna. They mention something about we don't have the money, and she's like, well, I don't have a job or something. Mm-hmm. Or the mom says something like, well, why don't you don't have a job, do you? And Jessica responds with, like father, like daughter. Yeah, oh Jessica gosh. is the most teenager that ever teened. Um, Meanwhile, Walt is mixing himself like a drink another with drink, a yeah. shaker. A fancy drink. Like, he may be a drunk, but he is a classy drunk. Yeah, he's not mm. drinking straight uh, wine. He yeah, is no, He's I like mixing sing. cocktails. Like when I was an alcoholic, it was just like pouring the box wine into my mouth, you know, sort of thing. So he is—he at least had a glass. So he yeah. had a glass. Yeah. He had a stirring rod. He had a martini shaker. <laughs> he out. had the works. I dated a guy who drank rum and water because it was like the cheapest thing that he yep. could find. So been there. Yeah, yeah. This Walt is yeah a. a a classy <laughs> alcoholic. When it's as as gross debt. as I, I feel saying that. And he's uh, God. He can't take them to Christmas Town because he's got to get his face out there. Right. He's got to pound the pavement. Be on the racquetball court. Uh huh. Like yeah. t- tipping the glass. Oh, is that what pavement. he said? Be on the racquetball court? Yeah, that's how it's done. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that he said beyond the racquetball court. I just thought of pound the pavement because that yeah, was something. So apparently, that... he's spending his unemployment by going to the racquetball courts and playing racquetball and I drinking thought... and there hoping must... that someone in... shows up who offers him a job. It must be indoor racquetball court yeah. then. I mean, all racquetball courts are indoors. Are they? I thought oh. that the racquetball thing was like just a, a vague way to say local bar. You know. Like, you know, also probably. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I always thought of just like tennis courts when I think of racquetball. Mm, yeah, racquetball has to be indoors because you have, yeah, to, you have to hit it off the walls. A fancy wall. Isn't it squash? Is squash uh, the same squash. as racquetball? <laughs> it's not. Squash is richer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad we sorted that out. <laughs> Okay. Um, and then we get to see the set of the movie that oh, they're wait. making. Claire oh. thought that a Christmas tree would help her parents' marriage. Yes. She thought that she mm-hmm. had a perfect Christmas that they wouldn't get divorced. Yep. Because they had a Christmas tree. I mean, it worked. <laughs> right. Oh, That's what I mean. uh, Sorry. Sorry. I mean, I mean really, it's the Christmas really... play that does right. it. Right. Yeah. It's not necessarily the Christmas tree that helps. Sure. But it is um, a perfect Christmas. And yeah. it saves their yeah. marriage. Um, but we go to um, David DeLuise's set um, of the reindeer from Planet Nine. And... The three actors that we see in the movie are in costume, Mm -hmm. and they're on set, but they're at a party where they have press, so I don't know if this is her Christmas party that she went to the Finkelsteins to plan, or if this is, like, the opening of shooting party. I have no idea. But meanwhile, at the party, while they're in costume, Mrs. Claus and the Elf start pitching story ideas to the director. This movie hates actors, I yes. feel like. This movie absolutely hates actors. They're asking about their motivation, which no actor does that unless they have been given, like, nothing mm. in the script. And they're like, 
okay, I need help. Like, what what does my character want? And what they, should I be... Like, nobody actually asks, like, what's my motivation? And they pitch something that is not them just being like, hey, what if we came in from this side? Something mm-hmm. that can be done on the day. They change mm-hmm. the whole plot. They add a subplot mm-hmm. to this movie mm-hmm. that involves special effects. Mm-hmm. It involves mm-hmm. explosions. Mm-hmm. Yep, and this is actors doing this, which actors can't even comment on other actors' performances. So the fact that they're like trying to change the plot—well, actor is, others shouldn't shouldn't comment on other shouldn't. I mean, I got yelled at in community theater for trying to do that, and I was right. The guy who was playing uh, George in *Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf* was mispronouncing "Flores Flores para los, los muertes." Mm-hmm. And I did not think George would mispronounce that because he was an academic. Anyway, I was told that in the real world, I could be fired for doing that. So, like, I can't even imagine trying to pitch an entirely different plot. No. Yeah. So when you said the thing about motivation, it's funny because um, I was in the worst Hanukkah musical of all time at Saves <gasps> JCC. No. growing up and yeah it was directed by a goyim but it's at saves jcc you know that's where like where the cone yep. brothers came up that's like where they were um, oh auditioning. i didn't know that yeah no they auditioned that's where we series. met really yes that is where we met mm-hmm. that's the theater that's cute um <laughs> so i was i was in a thing called prairie lights and it okay. was a musical about hanukkah and so as i was watching this i'm like you know this isn't as bad as prairie lights which was written by jews um i don't know the writer i tried to look it up but it, it's you know you can't judge by a name or the way someone looks because that's anti-semitic in its own right but yeah no mm. it was it was the worst hanukkah it was the worst play ever and that was the only time in my life where they gave me a role out of they I was cast as one role and then I show up and they're like, Oh, she didn't show up, so you're playing the older person. I'm like, what the heck? Okay. Um but yeah, that that I, I'm supposed to be leading these orphans onto a train. It's orphan train but Jewish. Um <laughs> oh. Yeah, and so at one point I was like, Who am I and what is my mo- what is my motivation here? Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of went with it, you know? Um I mean, that's understandable to ask what your motivation <laughs> is there. When it's a big change on the day. Yeah. I was like, oy vey. Yeah. yeah. No. And it was one of those things where, like, <laughs> they're constantly throwing out musical pieces. Like, the two people are supposed to kiss. And one of the adults was, like, 32. And the other one was my age. At, I was 16 at the time. Um, oh. Yeah. It, it that's was, not good. It was a heck show. You know, I was at. I it was also sounds at a, like it. I was also at a terrible place in my addiction, which kind of like improved mm. my part a little bit. But um, just because I I felt more with the scene, I guess. But yeah, no, that was a very very weird, bad vibey set. And I hear Saves is like awesome. Other than that, yeah. Uh, so. Wow, that <laughs> just that aside, sounds <laughs> something was worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you mentioned the uh, screenwriters. This has three writers credited. Mm. Uh, one of them is also the director. Right. Uh, and the other one has only, like, written, like, two other things. They have very few credits to their names and not much information on them. Uh, but then one of the three writers is very, like, has written a lot of stuff. So I'm guessing that it was two people that had the general idea and brought in someone to actually do the bulk of the work for the actual scripting of mm-hmm. it. That's my guess. 
<laughs> anyway, so speaking of Hanukkah songs, mm. Mm. Oh, we see God. Mikey oh. trying to fake his way. Oh my gosh. I was yeah. cringing for no, you, I, Kit. I was like, oh ones. God, I really hope Kit doesn't hate me after this. <laughs> You know, I, I committed, again, because I, I was like, well, I'm writing things down, and it's funny, so, you know. <laughs> I, I appreciate yeah. you being a trooper through this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, so what the what the grandpa, so he gives him his first Hanukkah present, which, that's also a Jewish joke, is that, like, most of your Hanukkah presents aren't good. They're, like, socks mm-hmm. and tank tops, you know. Debbie, uh, Debbie Diggs has it down in Puppy for Hanukkah. That it's mostly socks and only one really good present. Because um, you have to spread it out over so long. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of, like, that also depletes the the reasoning that that's our Christmas. Is that, like, we're supposed, you know, that we get, like, eight days of presents. And I'm like, yeah, well, most of them are crap. Um, <laughs> so, you know, at least in character, it, they did enough research to know that, like, a Jewish grandpa would give a very crappy first um a single Hanuk- golden yeah, chocolate. Single, single um gelt. And I was like, oh no, here we go. Because um, it's, you know, like it's it's not even real gold. It's a chocolate coin and it's one. Mm-hmm. He's given one. And I don't know if you guys have ever had gelt. It's, mm-hmm. they're always bad. They taste worse than like the Nestle, like. Is most- it like the, the yeah. plasticky chocolate that you get in advent calendars? Yeah, yes, yeah. Like the Wonderball texture. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And it's, okay. I don't know if they're supposed to be bad to like mimic the suffering that we had to deal with too. Because um, like Which most time? things. Yeah, because most things are a metaphor in Jewish holidays of suffering, you know. Um, okay. Really, really yeah. happy. So the grandpa, when the kid eats one golden coin, he's like, don't be a chaza. And that means don't be a greedy little pig. And <laughs> so I was like, okay, after one coin, that's pretty stingy of the grandpa. But, you know, he is a Jewish person <laughs> written by, I'm pretty sure these people aren't Jews. So I was like, well, here we go. And that wasn't the worst one. The worst one's coming up um, with Ira. And his mm. offer to the to the teenager. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh. oh, yeah. Yes, Mikey is faking his way through the Hanukkah song saying watermelon, watermelon. Yes. <laughs> Just making uh, up words to And then we cut and... back to Ira, mm. who is like, Oh man, I can't celebrate Hanukkah like I'm supposed to. And so he vandalizes his fake cousin's candle holder. Mm-hmm. Like a fancy mm-hmm. candle holder. Uh, and he lights two of the candles for the first night of Hanukkah. And so I was kind of looking forward to that kind of arc. It was that, like, he was going to eventually come to the reasoning that, you know, Hanukkah rocks. And, like, that it, that he misses it, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But we'll you get would to think that. that that would be, that he would have a want and a need. And they would right, yeah. go against each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and then we cut back to Mikey. And he's finishing the song. Well, and he finishes it with... Uh, Curly, Larry, and Mo. Oh God! Yeah. Which yep. I mean, you want to talk about Jewish entertainers? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, was that after uh, Jessica's? Now you know what a promise from mom is worth. Uh, oh. I can't remember. That, that might be coming up. Because he said, because someone said, like, mom promised. No, that's later when he bribes her to. Take oh, her. okay. Yeah, never yeah. mind. I guess I didn't write down anything for a while after <laughs> mikey making up words we just had like this horror little cringe yep. Yep. yeah a <laughs> little bit little bit <laughs> yeah so then we have them sitting like jessica you said you're supposed to take us in mom promised 
that you would take us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She says, now you know what a promise for mom is worth. She also has the most colorful and pink bedroom I've ever seen yes! a goth emo have. Yes, I wrote that down. Um, yes. So, a sidetrack. Um, <laughs> in, in college, as a freshman, I was put in a dorm, like my first dorm room. Um, I was put in a dorm with this very goth, very like intense, I think she was maybe a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, and my room was... My side of the room, like, it was split down the middle. Like, it was so stark. It was, like, pink and purple and green and blue, (laughs) polka dots and stripes, like, everywhere. It was super rainbowy. And then her side was, I don't know if you remember Happy Bunny, but, like, the bunny, the the cartoon bunny who was, like, it's funny how stupid you are and, like, really mean. Really mean stuff, yeah. Really mean but like happy about it i hated happy bunny so much i don't know I but guess it was the, all sorry i guess the goth teenager like happy bunny and hello kitty had a fight and hello kitty went out yeah <laughs> yeah exactly because i think i like saw hello kitty in there it was like oh okay Wrong yeah symbol, but yeah um but yeah she had happy bunny and then she everything else was like black and gray and like she woke up to heavy metal every single day <laughs> And she had a hunting knife under her bed. Um, and she terrified me. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was looking at Jessica's room, and I'm like, this is like a mashup of my first college dorm room. Like, she mm-hmm. is the other side of the room, and, like, her room is how my room, my half of the room was, <laughs> with, like, all the polka dots on the wall, and, like, the str- and, like, mm-hmm. so many rainbows, and I'm like, it, there's no, like, black or gray or red on the walls, it's just all, like, rainbow, so. There's hope for Jessica yes. yet, you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe um, she'll be happy one day. So yes, this is when they bribe Jessica. Yeah, that was the most mm-hmm. cringy line of the whole thing, was, Oh my gosh, is it gonna like get worse from here? And it only did with the Santa, but the, the inebriated Santa. But um yeah, no, it's I in capital letters, I'm like, why did the Jewish kid have to yell, I have money to bribe the the Goyesha older sister? Yep. I was like, Oh my god, why is that and then later on, like when he's out of cash money, he uses a gold credit card. Credit card. And, yep, yeah, and it's just like, okay, the implication that Jewish kids have credit cards at you know, any disposal, and of course, mm-hmm. you know, because he's Jewish, it has to be gold. Um, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yep. I, yeah, that was that was about as bad as it got. So yeah. I want I at least give the movie that. <laughs> well, the, well, that's good. That's refreshing, mm-hmm. or not refreshing, but uh, a relief. I, guess. I mean, like it wasn't a um, Disney film where like we're always terrible. So <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, there is a rockin' version of Ira's weird animated song. And he's oh my doing all of his Christmassy things that he wants to do, yep. which again aren't yep. Christmassy. They're not it's Christmassy. Just, it's just sledding, winter. You're it's riding just capitalism. in a horse sleigh. Yeah, and you're capitalism. It's winter house. and capitalism. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure gingerbread. Which, you know, that's Christmas, like, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd have to double check the recipe. I'm pretty sure that gingerbread is kosher. He can make gingerbread houses if his family is. Depends on the way you prepare it. It's really the way you prepare it, you know, Mm. not the (laughs) not the product (laughs) itself. See, there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, He picks out a very goofy hat Mm -hmm. that looks like a mashup of Christmas, Captain America, and reindeer. Yeah, it's like fire bicycle helmet slash reindeer it's yeah I, yeah i don't mm-hmm. get it and then we 
<laughs> then we meet Jack the Jerk. Yeah. Um, who is, he's clearly supposed to be like um, the, the kid Scott from. Scott Fargus. Scott Fargus? Scott. Scott. That's right. Scott. Is- <laughs> yes, yeah, Scott, Scott? Fargus. Um, from yeah. a Christmas in a story. A Christmas story, yeah. Mm-hmm. The bully in that is a redheaded oh, kid named yeah, no. Scott yeah, Fargus yep. with yellow mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah. Which, Scott means, like, bunny's butt. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so. Um, so yeah, Jack the Jerk is clearly supposed to be, like, Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, but at <laughs> one point, bunny. like, when he's talking to Ira, he goes, How do you like Christmas Town? Don't you know that Christmas is for everyone? And like really angry about it. Just like like, war on Christmas to someone he doesn't know is Jewish, you know? And he has the best insult ever. And he calls them a Christmas wuss. (laughs) That's just his go-to. He calls them that so many times. Mm -hmm. It's like, you, you are celebrating the most celebrated holiday in this country. You're some kind of Christmas wuss. Christmas wuss. I mean, like, it makes sense that he doesn't love it when he watches other families be happy on that day. That's true. You know. That is very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very compelling character. I just thought it was funny that, like, yeah. the first time he talks to him, and he's, like, so angry. How do you like Christmas Town? Yeah. <laughs> and he has goons. He does have goons. He has two goons. They were Who- so cute. I don't know if you guys paid attention to them. <laughs> um, but they reminded me of, like, my two queerest best friends at that mm-hmm. age. Yeah. Um, where they were, like, every time they repeated, they would say, they would be like, yeah, he said that. And they they high-five. And it was so cute. <laughs> I love that. I like wish I had friends like that. Like, yeah. No. Like, at one point, one of them said, like, you better not pout. And the other was, you better not cry. Yeah. Like, did, they, did they practice that? Did they rehearse this knowing that they were going out for a day of bullying? <laughs> Those kids are going to love that reel, you know? Yeah. That yeah. one little bit they get to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they basically have three lines. Yep. It's that, they do a similar thing later, and then they're in the pageant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then uh, it comes back again where oh Ira is afraid of dogs. Um, and then he... Uh, Gets bleh, chased by Killer. Yeah, Killer is um, Jack the Jerk's dog. And Ira's like, don't... Don't, don't chase me or anything like that and obviously jack the jerk lets his dog loose to chase that dog was Ira. so happy to run yep. so happy to <laughs> he's run he's like we're running yay like, and ira's not good at running he's no, terrible no. at running also i have slow. no idea where he was trying to go he yeah. runs like out into like he runs an open outside field. of the city into this yeah. abyss yeah into well, this abyss it with looked like there one... were turkey farms in the yeah. background yeah with like one decent tree it was like the sideways tree the, the backup shot reminded me like of a Werner Herzog film and I was just like okay the, the desolation of Ira's heart <laughs> is mimicked by the cold tundra around him that's my best German that's my best Werner Herzog that was beautiful. I mean, yeah. that is far better Flawless. than I could do. That was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you. you say I would like to see the baby a lot. So. <laughs> yeah, I do say, I would like I to see things. the baby. I would like to see the baby. <laughs> see, there you go. Yours, yours is so much better than mine. Um. So, yeah, then Ira, like, you know, climbs up the tree to get away from the dog. Um, and then we go to. Uh, the, oh, that was the third most offensive thing. <laughs> Was, was what? Like, was the, okay, so you cut to the grandfather and yeah. like and Mikey because he calls him like when he's up on that tree. Um, 
I don't know, just to check in or whatever. Yeah, while but, they're yep. at the beach. Mm. So the grandfather is, I was like, in capital letters, I'm like, why is Gramps looking for money in the beach? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no. And it reminded me of, I worked at Brave New Workshop during one of the worst years of my life. And it was like, we had this ultra Christmas show, right? So I was a server mm-hmm. during that time, having to try to be merry when, like, that was like the last few months before I turned myself into rehab. So mm-hmm. um, everything was leading up to it, including this thing that happened, which was that I was serving and this old guy in Minnesota, like, I, I don't know if you guys know this. It's notorious anti-Semitism. Like, that's why Bob Dylan left and, like, does not like Minnesota is that, like, growing up I was called, like, a dirty Jew. Like, it's just really oh. – it's not – yep. They, and, like, there's there's housing segregation. That's why all Jewish people in Minnesota live in St. Louis Park is that, like, that's the only place they were allowed to have realty. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, no. So it's this dark, dark history of Minnesota. I have no idea why the Coen brothers love it there. But – um so while I was serving this old man he was like so what are you doing with your family for Christmas and instead of saying I have no Christmas also I'm an alcoholic um, I said oh I'm Jewish I don't celebrate and so of course he goes oh I have the best joke and I was like oh no sir you don't have to you don't have to and he goes no 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 no. you'll appreciate it because you're Jewish all Jewish people are funny Um, which we are but on on a different note Um, so he tells he's like he starts to say it, and I know exactly. I could mouth it in my head as he was saying it because it's one of the only two jokes that, like, non-Jewish people tell you when they think they're being funny about Jewish people. Yeah. Um, one is about an oven. This one wasn't that. Oh. The other, no, it's serious. Like that's one of the ones I hear the most. Is like, oh god, yeah. Um, but then this one, he he was like, so why did why did Moses and his friends spend so many years in the desert? And I said because they were looking for money and this really tone like tone dead thing. Yeah. And he goes because they were looking for a quarter. And he laughed, and I was supposed to just smile at the man. Um, <laughs> wow. And I was like, wow, wonderful joke. You get five Jewish points. Excuse me, sir. Um, he didn't tip well either. So like, who's stingy now? Like, right. they never do they never do no no not the ones that want to give you a nice little anti-semitic joke but anyway so that's that's what it reminded me of i was like don't reinforce that one of all things (laughs) i had i did not know that about (laughs) minnesota yeah that sucks if if you're not if you don't grow up Jewish you have no idea like most of you right. most of y'all are Vikings you know so like you'd have no reason to oh, think of I'm us. I'm from South Dakota, the lowest populated state. I think it's the least uh, Jewish state in the right. U.S. Is but South it also Dakota. is like the least people state, so that makes yeah. Sense. Yeah, I'm yeah. from Wisconsin, so mm-hmm. I yeah. But, yes, you're I'm like we don't about St. Louis Park. Like, I'm yeah. like I don't really yeah. But really, I, I also only learned about. Uh, why 94 is where it is relatively recently too yeah so yep 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 yes yeah america yeah where if you don't look like me it's hard yep Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) anyway yeah anyway anyway um yes but uh, yeah i for uh just a sidebar like i am really enjoying like learning about like history and Mm -hmm. and things like that so i don't want it to be like oh like we shouldn't be talking about this or anything like that i i really really appreciate this is why we needed someone who understands oh it's so important it absolutely is because yeah i wouldn't have picked up on that but it's just like Yeah. yeah you go to the beach and you're on for coins oh well 
if it was written by a Jewish person, I like I could see them being raised the mm-hmm. way I was, which was essentially essentially with nothing. But instead of going to New York and like Brooklyn of all places, um, and like I got really involved with the um, Jewish group on campus, and like you know, like New York is flooded with with our culture and history. Um, but it's like if I instead chose to go to like Arizona or something, and then was like, you know, what? I'm going to write a story about Jews. Um, like that's the only way that I could see the screenwriters like. Mm-hmm. concocting this if they are Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then we go to back to the movie set, right? Yes. Yep, the hip- hypocritical movie see. set. <laughs> Jennifer is... I mean, like, maybe she's supposed to be drunk. I feel like she is, like, on something. I feel like she's high. I mean, they show cause... the martini later on. So, yeah, they guess, show the martini, be, but like she's, she's eating, be, she's eating the set. Yeah, she's oh. supposed to be in a rough spot, definitely. I mean, yeah, like definitely drunk, probably on pills. Yeah, I feel like the she's stereotypical definitely on something. Uh, Jessica. Starlet. <laughs> but yeah, she eats the set and is like, "This is actually pretty good." Yeah, she doesn't know her lines. <laughs> She's a terrible actress. I don't know how she was so popular as Desperate Jane because, like, dear God, she is very not good a editors, good actress. I guess it's a reality yeah, show star, though, right? Must be. I we don't know because, like, Cause Desperate Jane, Jane. Like, I always thought, like, when I heard Desperate Jane, I would think mm-hmm. of Desperate Housewives. Oh, right. Yeah, I was just thinking of the Real Housewives thing. Okay, that yeah. makes sense too. Um, but yeah, she does not know her lines. She's mm-hmm. eating she's the flirting set. With, she's I think it's flirting a grip. with a cameraman or yeah. a grip or it, if something. You're, I think that would be a grip's job if you're fanning fog onto the <laughs> set. I mean, they have a decent budget then if they have a grip. Yeah. Right? And, right? Yeah, but it's an unprofessional grip because oh, he's flirting back. She yeah. doesn't have a grip, so there's the... No, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> My God, the screenplay should have won an Oscar. Right. Yep. Funny um, story is that I also dated a reality show star who then tried to be an actress. I'm not going to tell you who she is, but like she's about that level of like I'm going to eat a set. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Don't. Don't eat the set. <laughs> yeah. And like she didn't know what it was made of or anything like nope. that, and she just Jeez. like so she sees candy. that it looks like a candy co- uh, candy cane, and she's like, <laughs> "I'm just gonna take a bite out of this because that's a normal thing to do." <laughs> and then she's like, "It's like winter fresh." Also, if it's winter fresh, what is this set made out of? Right? Yeah, I do not understand. Probably asbestos. <laughs> And you make sets out of asbestos. I feel like it's mostly like styrofoam and yeah, you, know, you would make it out of whatever kind of you had. It would be yeah. stuff you that's cheap with and asbestos, easy to work with. But yeah, I feel like it wouldn't taste like minty no. or anything. Mm-hmm. But again, she's on something. That's yeah. true. Her taste buds could be affected. <laughs> um, and uh, apparently, Max is—he's both directing and he's the line producer. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. giving her the line read, uh, and then he says it's okay when she fails horribly in the next line. So yeah, he, he's like, "It's great. We don't need anything." So proof mm-hmm. that he is a terrible director. Yeah, he's awful. Like he's obviously a bad, bad writer. Yeah, based off of the dialogue we see, but we now know he's also a terrible director. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, yep, because he just, like, accepts her talking, like, just completely biffing the line. Um, See here, and then... We go back this, to Christmas The creepiest town? Santa of all time. Yes, because yep. he goes <laughs> the to creepy, get... Back to the creepy Santa. And yeah. it's playing Deck the Halls with Klezmer music. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. In, like, Every a time. minor key. That's like uh, before that character gets to introduce themselves and say that like say the some of the sweetest lines I would say um you know like he you have to hear that to be like no it's a Jewish character before he says I'm a Jewish guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and and this next part is why I was really excited for you yeah. to see this movie cuz like that's what I thought of when I saw it and then we started the movie and I was like, <laughs> "Oh no." <laughs> I was so like, I just want you to know that I had this scene in mind. Okay. Before the rest, the creepy, <laughs> the creepiest Santa of all time. No, oh, but what no, he was no. saying about like Irving Berlin and yeah, yeah, no, and that's that's the thing that made me wince is that like he said the like perfunctory list of Christmas stuff that Jewish people have written, which I love that list. I love that mm-hmm. list. Sarah Silverman mm-hmm. talks about how much she loves that list, um, and like. Like, honestly, I, I had all these, like, merry little, like, I, I do think Jewish people have contributed a lot to American capitalism and Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. but They um, contributed the titular Christmas, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was when I kind of winced and I was like, maybe my super orthodox friend Ariel was right, you know? Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. What we were talking about in the beginning about assimilation. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and the Santa's name, I believe, was Murray Levinson. Of course it is, yeah. Uh, Which also, if I were to do a Mad Libs <laughs> of trying to find a Jewish name. There's mm-hmm. a guy named Bernie, one of the oldest guys. Like, I wince at that, and I'm just like, is it all like Bernie and Liam? Like, Liam and, yeah. I mean, honestly, I probably would have gone with an Abraham. Just... You have to throw in at least one Abraham, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to make a joke about my work, but I yeah. can't because not everybody... I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody who listens to this podcast follows me on Facebook. But, mm. you know, just in case they don't, I'm not going <laughs> to talk about... Yeah. <laughs> Jeff. Okay. Anyway. Yes. And we get this list of all the things that uh, Jewish people have contributed to mm-hmm. American Christmas. Mm-hmm. All these songs and plays and movies. And who else would work on Christmas? You know, but Jews. well, the Chinese. I mean, that's where you're getting your takeout on Christmas. <laughs> and to be fair, I worked every Christmas as a teenager because I just didn't want to be home. It was bad, and so like, yeah, I was. Plus, you get holiday pay. Exactly. No, that's, that's like, true. You the, do get holiday pay. The big push to like, no one should work on Christmas. It's such a virtue signal because there's so many people who lose pay. Then you know, they're they're, yeah. they're pay by the hour, and so like these people at Target, if they don't get to work that day, they lose that day, and it's around mm-hmm. their holiday as well, so they can't afford like the basic things that they budgeted out for also not everyone celebrates christmas um some of us need to be there because you know mom's mom's drinking to you know like like sometimes Mm -hmm. that's the safest place to be and we're working uh we're going to be working on new year's day right and we get holiday pay yeah Mm and it's like no one does anything on new year's day yeah right it's just a hungover day yeah it's a recuperation day yeah the issue is, is people who don't want to be scheduled on those days that you're forced yeah. to come in. So that's what people have yeah. a problem with is like, oh, well, we should just close down the entire store. That doesn't help everyone, you right. know, on, on pay. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's just like a rant of mine that happened this year. I saw a lot of that. 
Yes, and this is when we first get our look at Spike. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate Jessica and Spike. I hate them singing Christmas carols. They're so bad. And his hair is like They're so dorky. They're supposed to be like really cool and alternative, but they are so dorky. Aren't they supposed to be like not too cool for Christmas? And then they're like singing the most like cheesy. They're singing up on the housetop and and 12 days of Christmas. 12 days of Christmas and like like this holy song. And yeah, just that they both know how harmonious. Yeah. And Jess and can't play on, guitar. Yeah, and it's also <laughs> on acoustic guitar. They're both on acoustic guitars. And she's, like, got this inflection where it's, like, up on the housetop, reindeer paws, out jumps good old. Like, you don't yeah. have to sing like that. She is choosing to yeah. sing like that. And it makes it so much more dorky Well, it's and because cringy. she's having such a hard time focusing on where her fingers are. Like, you can see her <laughs> yeah. looking carefully as she's making as she's that just, D like, chord. Each one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, she wasn't playing that Meanwhile, guitar. Spike is not an actor and is clearly... They just hired someone to play guitar yep. and smile pretty, as, uh, yeah, yeah, so that they could play guitar together and put mm. blue hair wax in his hair. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good old Spike. Oh, Spike! And uh, we then go and see um, the play, the secret place. I forgot to write the uh, second, the middle girl's name, Claire. Claire, right? We see Claire's secret place, which mm-hmm. is just the unused theater, theater. in yeah. the town hall. Yep. With just uh, like a picnic ta- or a folding oh, table. There's some of, random like, sets. Wonderful up there. props. Random. It's always available, even though it's like a, a Santa land, you know. It's weird there's that there's a dusty violin. Yeah, who left a violin? <laughs> right, exactly. Why would you leave a violin? And so once he cleans it up, <laughs> when he cleans it up, it looks like it's worth a thousand dollars. Like it's violins aren't cheap. Yeah, no, no not. absolutely not. No. I, but uh, yep, mm-hmm. but somebody just left a violin in this theater, and he sees that what uh, Claire does in this space is that she apparently writes songs because she wants to sing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he sees that she's written a Christmas song. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they've come up with the third act, and mm-hmm. we're going to put on a show. See, yep. I thought that that was so like I was like a play. Shouldn't that be like in a different plot in a different movie? Like I really want to see the Jewish Christian mix a little more. But no, you want to put on a play. Um, mm-hmm. And then he, they have the only line that, like, I sort of was like, okay, that's a little funny, um, was, you know, yeah, she's written this, this non-Jewish kid has written a Christmas song, and the the Jewish boy, Ira, after, you know, hearing all of the names of, of Jewish people who have written Christmas music, has this line about, like, oh, I'm sure you'll write a great Christmas song, even though you're not Jewish. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, also, uh, Ira admits to not being her cousin, Mikey. Um, that he is, in fact, Ira Finkelstein. Ira J. Finkelstein. Yes. He oh, makes no. sure to say the J in it, which I think is, <laughs> is just fantastic. That's so um, funny, because, like, my, my fake middle name, I don't have a middle name, technically, um, but it's, mm. I chose J. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, is that a thing? But no. Well, <laughs> Jay is like I mean, the most Jay is a, a great name. middle name. My middle name starts mm. with Jay, mm-hmm. your sister's my middle sister's name. My sister's name is, my sister's middle name is just Jay. I think of cool. my five siblings. Uh, yeah. Three of us. And I'm so. pretty sure Bailey's middle name is just J as well. Yeah. It doesn't stand for anything. Lots of people with J's in the middle name. Yeah. Okay, J is a good middle name. 
But I think it's funny that he introduces himself as Ira J. Finkelstein. Um, One thing I really appreciated, though, was I was waiting for, like, every Disney movie that I saw growing up, and I thought this was really damaging, was that if there was a boy and a girl around the same age, they always liked each other, and they always kissed Mm -hmm. and dated. And I thought that that was, like, not a very helpful thing, you know, growing Mm -hmm. up. And when I started to babysit, like these little kids would be watching Hannah Montana and they'd ask me questions like, what's cheating? And I'm like, what are you learning? What? (laughs) And they're like, oh, we heard it from Hannah Montana that that, that Joey cheated on uh, Miley with Hannah Montana. And it's like, oh, convoluted plot. And why are they including that? You know? Mm. Um, So I really Mm -hmm. appreciate that it was a platonic friendship, you know? Yeah. 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 Um. And... Yes, they get uh, Jessica to agree to play mm-hmm. music for them. Yeah, uh, they plan After she on makes driving a her really again. bad ableist joke, the brain damaged Christmas play. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yep. oh no, and yeah, I was mm-hmm. the only one. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, she's all about ableism. Yeah. And um, then uh, Ira is writing his play, mm-hmm. and for some reason, he's writing it in Sharpie on a notepad. Yeah. Yep. In front of a computer. Yep. One of the like, things he says this is like is... baby Jesus worship. And I was like, oh no, here, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, this is 2014 or whatever. That mm-hmm. kid can type three times faster than In he front can of use a pen. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like um, when I was like in sixth grade, I could type faster than I could write with a oh, pen. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Um, and we also get to auditions for the play. Yes. Which are ridiculous. They're all warming up on stage, mm-hmm. which you don't let your actors warm up on stage. That's not a thing. Even mm-hmm. in community theater, they warm up outside the auditorium. And also of the like eight, nine uh, people that have shown up, like seven of them seem to be primarily dancers. Yeah, one of them is doing a full on time step. Yeah, one of them's in a tutu. Yep. Um, we don't get to and, see the tap dancer tap dance. We just kind of see her yeah. jumping around a little bit, you know? We don't really see any dancing in the actual show. Yeah, no, and you, then can't, they... you can't hire those kinds of actors. No. And one <laughs> boy is there with his finger in his nose. Oh, yep. I'm glad I missed and that. He still I gets hate cast. that. Yep. And then and, uh, uh, Kyle shows up with Karate Don and mm-hmm. just sings Jingle Bells, I think, and then... Vaguely raps Jingle Bells. Vaguely raps Jingle Bells and then ends it with Karate Don! And, yeah. Yeah. That's the star of the show. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then out of this, like, again, not to ruin anything, but like... No, it's fine. The singing at the end, like, I was like, this is really talented for a community theater that, like, doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's like, they were like, like clanky like my my girlfriend's a musician and she was like there are 12 part harmonies in this wow um it also kind of like either the middle child the girl is like incredibly good sing like an incredibly good singer or that which is something that i believe more likely is that an adult was ad-libbing that oh i absolutely feel like an adult was ad-libbing that she's like she like she was such a cute actor but she was so bad yeah that they couldn't have her sing like not even good enough to be like the older sister level bad yeah it was odd yep i mean maybe she was really good but i feel like it was probably an adult yeah um yeah so we've got the play going on mm -hmm. and then we cut back to florida Florida to Mm -hmm. see what mikey's up to and he's playing tennis Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know the rules nope and honestly uh elliot gould is not very good at explaining the rules of tennis no 
Elliot Gould's friend keeps saying, that's no Finkelstein. Because mm-hmm. he's apparently seen a picture of Ira. Yeah. <clears throat> also because he saw that quote unquote Ira was singing the wrong words. Yes. Um, and Bernie said, well, I barely know them. Yes. Which, yeah. I don't know. That is actually Maybe another that's a good ch- joke, like, that um, that we all learn that song, the the Hebrew song phonetically, that you sing at Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was something that, like, Debbie Diggs, again, he has that line in Puppy for Hanukkah. And there were these, there was, an, I was a part of this group that was, um, it was called Are the Goyim Okay? But it was written by a jerk, even though the title is hilarious, where he was trying to say that that was really offensive. But he was also trying to say that Debbie Diggs had no right to sing about Hanukkah because he's not Jewish, and he is. And <laughs> Mm-hmm. Then, like, this guy went on a rant about, like, none of those kids in the music video are Jewish, and they are. They're just Jews of color, which, like, mm. never get recognition in the community, even though there's a day of Hanukkah for them, you yeah. know? So, anyway, sorry, that's another side rant, but yeah. No, no you don't have to apologize. We're happy to hear your <laughs> side rant. So, that is kind of common, is that, like, the Jewish kids learn it phonetically because Hebrew's impossible. Like, it's, yeah. Mm. At least when you're that it's... age. Understandably. Languages in general are hard. Hebrew, just the little bit I know of Yiddish, which mostly is ways of insulting people. Yeah. Uh, uh, Not appropriate for the cast, probably. The ones I know, but yeah. Well, your shlemiels, your shlemazels, your schmucks. There's also choikas liker. Oh, which you guys that, can guess that what that means. That sounds fun. I'll, I'll, I think we can figure out that. That sounds like it's got more of the English side of Yiddish. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's another one that's like. That is the swear word, swear, which is um, um which essentially means go poop in the water. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, that's the worst thing you can do is, like, poison the water supply, and that's, like, the level oh, of bad you are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's, that's a favorite. So now you guys know a little bit of Yiddish to, like, insult people. That's a very <laughs> yeah. good insult. It is, right? That really is. That's, like, way better than, you know, what we have go step on legos yeah yeah <laughs> go have sexual intercourse with yourself mm-hmm. um yeah so he's playing tennis mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he doesn't play it well mm-hmm. he managed to get one lucky hit in and then he does his end zone dance yep. mm-hmm. he's probably got that disease the attention oh, deficit yeah, that's ableist point two because it's a disease <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. no cure. Yeah, and mm-hmm. these kids these yep. days, I know, like, no attention span. Oh yeah, this is totally I mean, my accurate. choice. It's yeah. pretty accurate for boomers to be like, oh, they chose that. You know, the yeah. technology these days. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, yep. Definitely. Would no, I don't have ADHD. <laughs> I just I'm flighty. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just all over the place. And Do you know so, how much focus it would take to learn that dance, sir? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> that would have to be like a hyper focus kind of thing. Yeah. And so um, Mikey hits the ball out of the court and goes to get it. Mm-hmm. And instead of going through the gate, he decides to climb over the fence. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the grandmothers are arriving with snacks. With the yep. song. With the, with the klezmer music yeah. in the background, of course. Uh, and... Uh, He's like, Grandma, check out my end zone dance. Which includes arms, which, and like, I'm sorry, Mikey, you shouldn't, yeah, you should have known better. Yeah, Mikey's not a smart one. 
You should have known better than to do your end zone dance, which includes all these arms when you're still on the fence. Well, you're when he's clearly the, going to fall back. When he's got the ADHD, you know, he probably forgot that he was on the fence. Oh, uh, yeah, it's yeah. the attention deficit. Yes, it's always that. Yep, yep. And so he falls, and we hear him crying, and he breaks his arm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and we're back to yep, we're back to Jessica singing very badly and annoyingly. Mm-hmm. And we're handing out flyers. Uh, and we are trying to put out our last flyer and they've apparently walked too far and there's no more businesses and there's just an old dryer in <laughs> old washing machine. They say washing machine. That's a dryer. That is a dryer. I just <laughs> like, thought of it that. It has the front loader. Oh, no, you're totally right. Very few washing machines have front loaders. It is loaders. a dryer. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, <laughs> there's an abandoned dryer in the front yard. Just to That's make so sure that we, we know, know it's white trash. Yeah, we know that they're poor. This um, is horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then we get just some very real child abuse right, in our Father Christmas movie. Classic very real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mildly um, triggering, you know? Like, it was, it. I believed that dad. Yeah. So, yeah. I, uh, like, this I dog kind does of forgot nothing about but, this scene. Uh, mm-hmm. The dog does nothing but eat my food and cost me money just mm-hmm. like you. Yeah. Yep, yep. And so um, I'll she, give you something to cry about. The bully has to have a backstory like that, you know? Like yes. he right. has to have yeah. a reason to be a bully. Even though yeah, bullies in exactly. real life, they never had that compelling little backstory, you know? Because mm-hmm. then you'd have compassion for him. They usually came right. from like really nice seeming families, you know? Mm-hmm. Um like it's the reverse of the situation, but you know. Yep. Yeah, most of the time it's that they have gotten everything they've wanted and they have never heard no. Right. And yeah. now they want so your they dignity. So they think they can get away with whatever. Yeah. And now they just want to make other people feel bad. And then mm. they become cops. Yep. And um. Jack the Jerk has to send his dog away. Mm-hmm. And so he tells him to run. And then Ira grows a spine and is like, no, sit. Mm-hmm. And he takes the dog with him. And Stand Jack, up to attack dogs. Kids. Jack the jerk is still there, just watching the whole he's thing. Yeah, that his kid got a, that his yep, dog got adopted basically. instead of like freezing in the snow because yep. he's only yeah. twenty feet away and never went inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I also want to say that Ira is a terrible treat, surreptitious treat giver. Um, so like, <laughs> yeah, there's this thing like when you're playing like. Um, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz if you have a live dog you're always giving the thing treats to behave Mm -hmm. and like you could tell that the dog was like I know who's got treats in his pocket and like was just like (laughs) jumping and like Ira was terrible at like sneaking the treats to this dog he was just like yep 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 it's like train your actors people like no I'm just kidding but like that that is not something that I have ever paid attention to but that's that's a good point yeah and uh, so now we're back at the mansion, mm-hmm. and uh, we are sitting in front of the fireplace with our new dog, yep. who he's decided to name Mistletoe, yep. mm-hmm. which is a terrible name for a dog. Yep. really is. Just just steal a dog and name it Mistletoe, and now mm-hmm. it's your dog. And it's suddenly friendly. Yeah. Yep. And they're like, hey, let's. who wants hot chocolate? He tries to give it to the dog, but luckily Jessica's like, no dog's... That is a they bad can't idea. Have chocolate, uh, and he's like, "No, it's fine. My parents will let me have a dog." And they're like, "Your parents?" And Claire is like, "Because <gasps> she knows that he only has 
one parent. Because mm-hmm. he's supposed to be Mikey, son of divorce. Because he's supposed to be Mikey. Uh, and they're like, oh, we've been so caught up in our own thing that we haven't thought about what it's like for you. Yep. I mean, to so be fair, she's like, got a lot oh, going on. That's true. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they're like, oh, you're taking the divorce so hard and everything. And then we cut to Florida for our favorite scene in this movie. Oh my gosh. Okay. We quote oh. this scene all the time. Uh, and... <gasps> David DeLuise shows up and he greets his parents and he's like, where's my son? Because they hear that Mikey or that yeah. Ira has broken his arm. Mm-hmm. And so they, mm-hmm. uh, oh, we kind of skipped over a scene where Cameo is having yeah, a nervous Jennifer breakdown. Yeah, Jennifer Cameo is having yeah. a nervous breakdown. She blames it on the dog and she's like, no, it's Pookie that's having a nervous breakdown. And, and so they have to shut down ever. filming. <laughs> Which, again, yeah. why were you filming over Christmas? This is a terrible plan. I don't know. And David DeLuise is like, oh, she's an artiste. And it's like, no, she's not. She's terrible. She's a terrible actress. Has mm-hmm. he ever worked with decent actors? He must not have mm-hmm. if he thinks that she is an artiste. So, um, yes, he. Uh, yeah. they fly on the first flight out to Florida. Yep. And you mm-hmm. never see the film again. You never mention the film again. Never. Nope. nope. It just is nope. lost. Just like nope. the cartoon animals, which, you know, again, I wanted more of that. A little bit more. Yes. They had t- a s- introduction and a reminder, but no payoff. Just yep. bye. Mm-hmm. Which is, mm-hmm. you know, how kind of the movie wraps up, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're in Florida, and yeah. we're saying hi to our yep. grandparents. Yep. And it's like, how could you let him do this? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, he's a natural athlete. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, uh, Ira, I'm here for you. And Mikey rolls over, and they're like, who's this? And uh, they're just like, Ira, where's Ira? What? And <laughs> Ellie Gould just keeps going, what? 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 Dad, you're a Meshuggah. What? what? Of course. You're a Meshuggah. Mm-hmm. What? It's just the what, what? that makes it our Wait, favorite scene. Do they say just... you're a Meshuggah? Yeah. Oh, no, I that's think... wrong. It's, you're I'm, just, you're going to I think so. Okay, I'm not sure if they say you're a Meshuggah or okay. you're a Meshuggah. Very important. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. We're just... We're usually th- laughing too hard at because Elliot Gould's what? delivery of what? what? Over and over again. Yeah. There yes. was another little bit of a wince, but I was like, okay, I'll feed it. Because, like, the actor seems to be having a lot of fun. <laughs> yep. And so we go back and uh, the set for the Christmas play has been destroyed. Wait. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, uh... They're having... They get a call and they're like, hey... Mm-hmm. Is Ira Gil- is Ira Finkelstein there? And so the jig is up, mm-hmm. and uh, Jessica decides to cover for Ira for a little bit. Which, mm-hmm. like, why? She's no motivation to do that, other than, I guess, like, mildly performing 50 in the bucks. play. Yeah, oh, 50 yeah. bucks for performing in the play. Yeah, we just never see that transaction. And it's implied that she does actually want her sister to, like have fun and yeah. stuff yeah yeah well but she's he, he tells her or she tells him that she'll do the play for 50 bucks yeah when they're like oh will you do this thing mm-hmm. um so yeah she covers for him for a little bit so that the parents are going to come mm-hmm. uh and pick him up later so he still has to go to rehearsal before the show mm-hmm. and the set's been she destroyed. She does tell mm-hmm. them that uh, Ira is in rehearsal. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they know that he's there. 
Right. Um, he's just in rehearsal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Then we get to the set, and I wrote down, why does Karate Don have different outfits? Because he has a blue outfit and... Uh, his a standard white, white gi. Yes. I mean, you gotta yes. change the child eventually, gi. but yeah. <laughs> oh, the Christmas was graffiti. Oh my god. Yes. 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 On a giant rock. Well, Xmas was. Yes, Xmas was. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gots to save all that hard writing. Yeah. 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 Kirk Cameron would be very upset. Kirk Cameron wouldn't care. Well, I mean, he would be upset over somebody writing Xmas instead of Christmas. I mean, he would just be upset about the presence of Jewish people in a Christmas thing, so... He you know. he would be. He would be upset over so much of this. As long as no. he gets his, he's fine with whatever. That's true. <laughs> as long as he keeps making money because capitalist God Christian. wants him to make yes, money. Yes, I recommend you listen to our just-uploaded episode. I saw that. Kurt Cameron's uh, Saving uh, Christmas. Saving yeah. Christmas, yeah. Uh, where we learn all about the prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. Rick has some opinions about that one uh, as do i but rick has a lot of opinions about yeah. that one yes and um, so jack the jerk has destroyed the set mm-hmm. wrote christmas or xmas wuss on a giant rock because the rock is part of the set i yep. guess yep. of course it is christmas rock uh, but you know <laughs> put put makeup all over baby jesus mm-hmm. so the baby is oh i thought that was intentional okay yeah. He did that. Yep. Okay, never mind. I was just like, I thought it was a Jewish kid being like, you know, like, we don't know anything about you. You know, you just put a little makeup on him so he stands out on stage. Yeah, just he's, a green eyeshadow pop, yeah. make his eyes pop. Exactly. Otherwise, you, you like get washed out as much as the, like, the creepy Santa, you know? Yeah. And so now I know. Not some bronzer, but like yeah. green eyeshadow. <laughs> Yeah, you should look like Mimi on Drew Carey show. I, I mean, oh, she like, had blue eyes. <laughs> based on how the, his dad make, make up people, like I wouldn't have been too surprised if that's what he thought was, you uh, know, what's up. I also know, love that, that the play is so much better than the movie. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. like that's mm-hmm. really why the dad doesn't want his kid to celebrate Christmas is that the kid is obviously going to one-up him in his Christmas art. You know? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's very fair. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, confront Jack the Jerk. Mm-hmm. They're like, fine. We shouldn't have taken your dog that you threw it's away. Instantly friends. Yep. Here's your dog back. Yep. yep. Uh, now just go because you don't want to be around Christmas wusses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hop and up. Then, <laughs> hop up. Yeah. And then Jack the jerk <laughs> picks up oh, his two goons. Are like, what should we do? Should we beat him up? How about the girl? <laughs> no, let's be friends instead. And he goes and he picks up Kyle. And he sets him in the manger. Oh, right. And he says... And everybody's like, oh, what are you gonna do? He says, baby Jesus. And mm-hmm. it's the first time that Jesus is mentioned in this movie about someone who wants to celebrate Christmas. Yep. Uh, and it took until there's only 15 minutes left. Mm-hmm. 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 And- it just... That showdown at the end, like, it was, like, the second most disappointing showdown ever. Not to give away the Twilight (laughs) books, but here we go. Um, Like, at the end, like, it's not like the movie at all. Like, the end of the the fourth book, I had to read all these because I was in a play with a bunch of 12-year-olds. There was nothing to talk to them about. So, (laughs) like, I was 17 at the time, and they were all 12. I read them by choice in college. Okay, thank God. You don't have to justify yourself to me. It was either, like, listen to the Jonas Brothers or read Twilight. So I chose Twilight. Um... (laughs) And like the end of breaking, like the the everything's like leading up to this two vampires. They're about to have like two like vampire groups. They're gonna have a showdown, and essentially like they see a baby, and they're like, "Okay, we're good." Yeah, it's like, wait, what? Yep, what? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so yep. then, like, at least this, like, there's a bit of a tie-in. Like, they become friends afterwards. It's not just like, see ya. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. But actually, they, they're they more than just friends. Jack and the two bullies are in the play now. Yep. And yep. I guess they had costumes that fit them. And again, mm-hmm. he memorizes the play, like, right away. That kid's a genius. He's going places. And also, they had parts written for yeah. them yep. that weren't filled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the three so- wise men, right. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are, well, I mean, like, again, a Jew might not know these things, but, uh, like, we were all taught that story, you know? And uh, we're back with the Florida family. Yep. And uh, they're like, okay, we're going to handle this. We're going to go. Your mother will get back to you. We're sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're taking you. We're all going to Washington to mm-hmm. meet Ira. The We get some Jewish mother guilting. <laughs> Uh, and I'm Catholic, I can say that. Yeah, no, I come like, from a long line of guilt. We definitely pound fists at that, like Catholics and Jews. <laughs> it's just you guys get to talk to someone about it, and we just kind of live with it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Donnell, or David Delvey says, No one is yelling! And he yells. Oh, right, because uh, uh, think- Rosie, the mom, is like, don't yell at him. And he's like, no one is yelling. And Mikey's like, Ira's the one who came up with it. And I just went along. And my be- favorite line that he says, my mom says I'm a natural born follower. <laughs> I do like that line. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He he is. He just is like a kid at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> jackets with him. And he's just like, okay, I guess this is what's happening. <laughs> He's going to be super fun in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they go on their way, and they we're outside the theater. Yep. And... Oh, my God. Uh, the Wilsons are there, and they meet Mikey's mom. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. like, we weren't going to let you not spend Christmas with family. And so apparently they used their meager funds to buy her a plane ticket out there. Yep. She looks so sad and stressed. Like, she, she one-ups the other stressed-out mom. Well, she, she had to get a shift yeah. covered during yep. the holidays yep. uh, mm-hmm. at her waitress job mm-hmm. and then went to O'Hare. Of course. And yep. flew to Washington. Like On she's, Christmas. She's having a, a rough time, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She had a rough flight to get out there to see her sons play. Mm-hmm. So, and like this scene contains like one of the most confusing parts. And I, I was stoned. Okay, so like, um, I don't know if this is actually something that happened. So the the mom and dad of of the Washington people, right? The stressed mm-hmm. mom and the alcoholic dad. Yep. Literally, he's he says something about like, I just wanted to give you a good Christmas. I'm sorry, and I don't know. He says something about like we're in debt, and then they have like the one of the sexiest on unseen kisses i've seen in a hot while so like those literally all he does all he does is apologize he just says i'm sorry i'm unemployed and i'm sorry we're in debt he doesn't apologize for drinking no no he doesn't apologize say that he's gonna fix anything or change at all to be fair that's the first step of changing you know and like the underlying issue to drinking is always a thing but it's just Mm -hmm. that she's like Oh my god, I'm so glad. Like, it has, all of her troubles are melted away. Yep. Like, she doesn't like, say, I appreciate what you've been doing. I'm so thankful for you and my family. Like, yeah. oh my god, mm-hmm. you and I Just, need to freaking talk about this when we get home. Just like the cutest, yes. sexiest kiss ever. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I was, it it's is. It's so long. It is it a is. sexually charged yes, kiss. absolutely. Those actors liked each other. Like <laughs> They did. Yeah. And 
their plot line's done, I guess. Yep. <laughs> yep. No more divorce talk. There's no just, more financial he, problems. He apologized for being in debt and unemployed, and they're just magically better. Right? No, I was. I said something like, like, like Christmas is like this Christmas like experience is so good that like your parents stay together and your dad stops drinking. Like, well, this is <laughs> this is the year that daddy got sober. You know, yeah, basically. Like, you know, a lot of and... us have worse rock bottoms than that around this time. So you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the uh the finkelsteins show up mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry the name mm-hmm. still yes oh uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um so the play opens with nutcracker talking oh, i just want to say that they show up and they're there's an usher and yes. coat checks at this play that was thrown oh, together in two days yeah like they're like giving their coats to people who will take care of them instead of just bringing them to their seat, which all good northern people do. I mean, to be like, fair, when a Jewish person like writes, directs, and like stars in a play, like we're gonna have the coat check. They have to think about everything in a theater, you know. It's true. But how much time <laughs> did they have to put this on? Like two days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they must have. He must have stayed up like all night doing this and like getting this all together. And everybody else who he contacted to do this had to stay up all night as well. Right. The split children. Yep. So then we see the actual performance. Mm-hmm. Which and... begins with the Nutcracker <coughs> talking to Bob Cratchit. Yep. Um, about Tiny Tim. Yep, about his son, Tiny Tim. Yep, about his son, Tiny Tim. Who's played by Ira. Yep, who's played by Ira. And then we have the wise men come in. And Mary and Jesus and Joseph. Mm-hmm. And also and... Mrs. Claus, who is Jewish. And then Joseph... <laughs> Joseph also says, the like, yeah. something about, like, uh, my child or something like that. And Mary goes, that's what you think. Yeah. So, you know, it's very cheeky. <laughs> um, and, like, this is just... Oh, yeah, and we have... Uh, 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 creepy Santa. Yeah, no, yeah creepy it. Santa opens. Yeah, he opens it. He's with like the like, Grinch, the Jewish Grinch, like just yeah. like with his little dog Max, like heading right. for it. Yeah. Well, and he's got like a tight one minute. Yeah. <laughs> As stand up. And apparently, Ira was able to convince Santa to work for free in his play on. Yeah, Christmas. he couldn't pay yeah, everyone. Right. Like this is. <laughs> This is Santa's busy time. Right. Like, Apparently it's not because he could do this. I mean, like, no I one else hire, said anything else. Go I wouldn't hire that Santa to, like, let kids sit on him. Like, <laughs> not with a blanket in between, you know? What if you wanted him to do some shtick? What if you right, wanted him to shtick? And they had to, to, the and they had to Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the Woody Allen bit of, like, oh, he's like Woody oh, Allen. He writes God. and directs. Oh. And it's just, like, that's another scene of, like, oh, is that worse than the I Have Money thing? Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely because it re- references woody allen he's not our person yep. anymore mm-hmm. like yeah yep oh and uh ira talks about like christmas being sparkles and snow angels and more winter things and mm-hmm. joy and love and i'm like apparently other holidays do not celebrate joy and love nah not and, jewish ones. like if you like l- lights and sparkles Hanukkah's the festival of lights. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, Christmas lights are kind of a byproduct of yeah. when 
we just took over a different holiday and we're right. like, this is about Jesus. It's now? the summer solstice, yep. right? You're supposed to bring winter in like solstice. a dead thing. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to yeah. like bring in a dead thing and, and decorate it, and they just happen to be a tree. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, Ira's director dad doesn't understand theater because yeah. he just stands up and right. starts like talking. No one in this audience like mikey's mom is like yeah. talking and just yeah she's Woo! like cheering like, Woo! like tiny tim because she doesn't recognize that her son is not on stage yeah it's like she a thinks her son audience. is still on stage yeah i feel like they're worse than a drunken improv audience like they're like <laughs> standing up and having like full-on conversations but then again ira doesn't know how to be a theater actor because he just starts being like I'm Ira Finkelstein. Yeah, yep, and he I breaks love character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, that was yeah. Well, also, he's working through some stuff clearly because he makes sure to have the actor playing his father say the line, uh, I'm proud of you, son. And it just <laughs> so true. happens that his real father stands up in the audience and shouts, I'm proud of you, son. I'm glad that uh, everything gets resolved there, too. Like, suddenly uh-huh. the dad's like, oh, you make better art than me, and we'll celebrate Christmas. You know, so it's, <laughs> like, they never even mentioned Hanukkah. Nothing cool about Hanukkah. And, like, mm-hmm. no, we I, see the nope. the menorah, and we see him light candles mm-hmm. twice. Yeah, but it doesn't explain yeah. anything we, about it. Song. No, we learn nothing no. about it. Like, we don't see Mikey learn to appreciate it. No, or, something, it or we don't awesome. see... We don't see Ira missing what he had. I was we're just. I thought they were gonna lead up to it because he starts lighting the candles, and I was about to be like, yeah. "Oh, he's gonna miss Hanukkah." That and he has the little menorah, too. right? That's at yeah. least gonna be a thing. But it ends on this like high seed, like Hammerstein thing, like Roger and Hammerstein, and like, and it just ends with everyone's arms up in the air, and like, I was like, "What?" Like, <laughs> there's yeah, no so resolution they, about Hanukkah. They perform the final song that was written uh christmas is for everyone which doesn't have anything about christmas it's just christmas is the The christmas Mm -hmm. is this time each year when there's lights and also cheer maybe like they didn't know much about judaism or hanukkah they also didn't know anything about christmas christmas shines like stars above christmas Mm -hmm. is the light of love i'm glad you have it memorized i've seen (laughs) this so many times kit um yeah so the Uh, christmas is for everyone song doesn't say anything about christmas it's just about mm -hmm. winter and love yes it's a very ill-defined view of christmas and which again it's like apparently no other holiday is about love and joy and ira gets off the stage and goes to hang out with his family Mm -hmm. and luckily the song has a 30 second sequence yeah and so everyone's else on stage just ooing Mm -hmm. and i think they may say something in hebrew uh but i'm not sure because it just like cuts to them briefly yeah and he has his heartfelt discussion with his dad his dad's like you can celebrate the christmas and (laughs) christmas is for everyone Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then it just ends oh also also um so when we heard him playing violin earlier when he was really sad about not being able to go to aspen the song that he was playing on violin was christmas is for everyone uh-huh it was oh, like I a foreshadowing thing because they only had genius rights to like three songs yep mm-hmm. sure yep and one of yep, them yep, was yep. the original piece they wrote for this that they wrote for this yep 
specifically. Mm. So I did have two questions about the credits. Yeah. yeah. Which is that like, okay, so it's just a stupid joke. Is that Bob and Mrs. Cratchit were both played by, I think they were siblings. Yeah. You think they were cast because their last name was Rudolph. And then, <laughs> oh, like, <they're, laughs> I didn't see that. And then it was a follow-up joke of, like, you think the Sugar Plum Fairy was cast because their last name was Washington? And, yeah, no, that was just, like, the dumb thing that I had to end with. <laughs> I just wanted to get those I think in. it's funny. Um, yeah. Also, this play lasted for five minutes. This was, like, the shortest play ever. Yeah, like, he, it reminded me of Futurama. He did uh, he with, didn't. Uh, It took me a half hour to write it. I thought it would take a half hour to record it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... So, yeah, this was a very short play. And he's just like, yes, Christmas is about a nutcracker and Ebenezer Scrooge and and also Jesus. Yep, wise men. Tiny Tim. Mm -hmm. It was so disappointing because, like, again, Hanukkah is one of the, like, it's one of our fun holidays and we don't have tons of those. You know, there's Purim, but, like, um, and I guess, like, Sukkot is kind of, like, fun. um, But just, like, that there's no connection back to his heritage like that might be the most offensive part honestly is that like we just see kind of like okay we're gonna celebrate christmas Mm -hmm. and i can see like why my rabbi like at pratt was so like i don't know if these two holidays should mix because christmas always overshadows hanukkah um in like the american importance of it and again i'm just like wow maybe maybe these people are right Um, the play at the end of this what it has to do with christmas is about like if i were to try to write a hanukkah musical yeah, and it would be just like be like, lights. I know that it's about the oil lasted a little longer than they expected. And so yeah. one night of oil turned into eight. And I've heard the word Maccabees. I know there's two books of Maccabees. Let's put that in mm-hmm. there. And right. Yeah, that's what his... Apparently he's watched every movie about Christmas that there's ever been. Mm-hmm. And the thing that he picked up was A Christmas Carol... A nutcracker, yeah. not the nutcracker. One nutcracker. A nutcracker, a nutcracker mm-hmm. and the nativity. Mm-hmm. And that's Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so to counteract this, I, I was watching Elf last night. And I love that movie. And it just, like, it gets better with age. There's only one pit bit that's a little, like, eh, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, when the little, yeah, when, um, I forget his name, but he's in Game of Thrones, comes on. Peter and Dinklage. All that. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, yeah, no. But beyond that, um, so that was a story of like like the the screenwriter was raised jewish and only celebrated hanukkah didn't celebrate christmas but did grow up loving christmas like loving it and like watched he was like you guys he watched christmas movies all year round um <laughs> and so like that is a cute story of like this jewish writer who was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna contribute something to christmas and it's one of the best modern christmas stories i believe oh yeah it's fantastic like, they should have made a mus- yeah they should have made a musical out of it but they make a musical out of anything now mm-hmm. um but like that and like that was the one that like the my orthodox friend was like commenting on about like oh we're in like that we're forced to do this essentially i'm like no this one writer was not forced to do it mm-hmm. he just loves christmas and that's fair because like i love christmas and mostly my love of christmas is shiny things mm-hmm. um you know, like we got the we got this super gay rainbow tree, and that's I love your you rainbow know, that, tree. I know, I know. It's yeah. So does Jake. She or kitten. She climbs on it all the time. <laughs> um, but so that that counteracted then this, you know, which was it. It felt like a bunch of Goyan people like went onto Wikipedia and they're like, "What's Jewishy things?" Um, and then didn't do it really well. 
um, and wrote this story, which is, you know, it, it, we've seen so many stories that are offensive about Jewish kids wanting to celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember reading one when I was growing up as a kid about, like, um, it was like a chapter book for kids about a girl that, like, she was Jewish. She was the only Jewish person in her community, and she wanted to celebrate Christmas because the lights are pretty. But the resolution of the book is, you know, at the end, the mom's like, you know, I saw the lights on sale. We could get, like, blue ones so we can we could try to celebrate, like, some sort of Christmas this year, next year. And she's like, no, we're Jewish. We're going to celebrate that. And, like, there was none of that here. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. This movie has no moral uh nope. it has no resolution for any mm. of the characters nope maybe the bully but yeah, yeah. yeah he's the only one the who bully. goes on like an arc and becomes yeah he's an different. arc but we don't know how the dog ends you know like where does the dog go yeah like Where's he's still gonna killer? take this dog home and his dad's gonna be upset with him still like yeah and his dad's still gonna be his dad yep like his problems still yeah. exist he has just mm. learned I, to mean be of Christmas. less mean to people, I guess. And I guess yeah. David DeLuise is going to be okay with Ira celebrating Christmas. And it's okay that he lost the days that he couldn't afford to lose the days of. <laughs> and that right. movie is never going to be made. Let's be real. That movie, I think, mm-hmm. only exists as a tax write-off for someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which many of the movies that we will be watching on this podcast fall into that category. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at you, Mar Vista Entertainment. Oh, Mar Vista. Mm. You keep us going. So I did a Yiddish tally. Um, mm-hmm. 33 words in this, in this film. <laughs> we counted oi I, in that I tally. Counted, yeah, no, that does count. That definitely yes, counts. I counted um, oi and oi vey. Um, so yeah, three or 33 was my count. I hope you guys that. didn't like take shots every time. That no, 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 no. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> no. Anytime Elliot Gould was on screen, we would have just had to call yeah, poison like, control. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And it's, again, it's the most accessible Yiddish, you know? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, yeah I hope you had fun watching this i did yeah it, it was it was frustrating mm-hmm. but i'm glad i got to like talk about it and like you guys kind of learned about the you know good old anti-semitism of minnesota and yeah absolutely yeah. you like, learned that I'm... christmas is for everyone yeah <laughs> oh god i mean i knew that <laughs> no i didn't i didn't expect for this to be like yeah this is a great like enjoyable film that is really representative of jewish people or anything like that like i i know that this is uh we knew that this was very problematic and not you know representative yeah yeah which is why we needed someone who knew what they were talking about to help us get through this absolutely just how the how the layers of that it was but yeah no i'm actually really glad that i was included on this podcast because yeah that that at least adds to that realm and like i hope i encourage anyone out there please stop writing movies and shows about jewish kids not wanting to celebrate hanukkah and wanting to celebrate christmas just stop it you know like like Kyle in South Park is one of the only like best representatives of like I like Hanukkah. Um, I mean, there's you know the whole arc with Hanky the Christmas Pooh, but that but he's for everyone. You yeah. Know? 
I hate Mr. Hanky. I know, I do too. I hate I him too. so much. I hate scat humor. I, I know, uh, I'm a disgusting uh, boy, and I hate that. I yeah. hate it. I've always yeah. hated it. I can't do it. I Yeah. Mm-hmm. No human centipede for you. Nope. Mm-mm. So, no. yes. Uh, Allie, what do you think of this movie? Um, <laughs> I, and I hope you won't judge me for this kit, but I think, <laughs> I think this movie is entertaining and delightfully problematic (laughs) i i mean i know that it's problematic um it's just so egregiously like problematic that i I feel like the premise from the first sentence right i know yeah like sometimes you just can't help but laugh because it's just so it's so like really really that's what you went with um so and that's why I had like that message with you mm-hmm. of like did you like I forgot that I was like did you guys choose this on purpose and I was like what are what are they playing at but then like like I know you guys and I know mm-hmm. like that you are good people you're always allies um, and then it just it, I was just like as soon as, when you were like oh, you know you can back out any time I was like then it got to the cartoon penguins and I was like no this is so bad I have to admit to it. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not no I've already gone too far I can't back yeah. out now no we um, didn't and come- I'm glad that I stayed yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah, this is a fun watch. Yeah, we didn't come into this with any like pretenses about this being like a good representation. No, it is Um, in fact bad representation of Judaism and Christianity. Mm -hmm. It is Mm -hmm. just it is the Futurama love day of movies. Mm -hmm. It is just (laughs) a vague feeling of niceness Mm -hmm. and. So yeah, I give this uh, three animated sequences out of a Christmas musical. Nothing, nothing <laughs> about Judaism in there. Uh, I didn't want to step on any toes. <laughs> <laughs> do Do you have a rating kit? Um, I would say that it's better than Prairie Lights, the Hanukkah one I was in. Okay. Um, and it's it's better representation of Jewish people than Girlfriend's Guide to the Forest, which I'm forcing Clanky to watch right now. <laughs> that's an entire. <laughs> Like, that's entirely written by Jewish people, and it's just horrible. It's, like, the worst of us. Um, but, like, so I, w- I would probably give this, like, half a narwhal. Okay. Half a narwhal. You know? Okay. Like yeah, the f- and that's, narwhals are pretty big. Are we talking yeah. bisected? Are we talking lengthwise? Is it- like, like, like down the, down the middle of the, of the horn. Okay. You know, okay. So it can still do damage. Right. It's still, you know, there's a lot of girth yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so Kit, if people want to follow your musings, where can they find you? Um, I am at Kid Whiskers um, at Twitter, and yeah, I, I rant a lot about trans issues too. So that's that's always lovely. Well, I I love your hmm. your rants and and your humor and just everything. So I Thanks. I would definitely suggest following Kid Whiskers. Yes, and it hasn't come up on this mm-hmm. podcast yet, but trans rights are human rights. Absolutely, trans rights are human rights. One hundred percent. Um, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Allie Daniels, and you can find me on Twitter at Rick Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a new email address. Yes, so if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, mm-hmm. uh, you can email us now at 30belowpod, that's 30belowpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be checking those and yeah. responding to anything that yeah. we get. Thank you so much, Kit. You've been right. an awesome guest. Thank you so guest. much for having me. Yes. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. <laughs> Bye. I've been Rick. I've been Allie.
And you've been listening to 30 Below.